episode four of From, From Strangers, Strangers to Roomies. Yay! <laughs> Just want to start off the episode by apologizing for the hiatus that we took. It was spring break for us already, so we went to go do that, and we kind of forgot to record. So sorry, but just know that we will always return. We're not stopping this anytime soon, so if we go a little quiet over social media for a little bit, we're fine. We're just struggling college students. Mm-hmm. So just just give us a little leeway when it comes to that. We also wanted to say before we start off like with the content of today's episode, thank you to everyone who watched our Instagram reel because we've been ah, we've been <laughs> starting to post like little clips of our episodes onto Instagram reels and our most recent one got like 3000 views, which is insane for us. So thank we you don't so much. we don't get that kind of viewership. No, we get like 20-something views an episode, so (laughs) that was really cool to get that many views, and we got like almost 100 likes, so thank you everyone for your support, if you're watching, love you. Thank you so much, and then we also got some like, people shared that Instagram reel. Like 30-something people. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, keep sharing the podcast to your friends, like family, anyone, we love all the viewers that we can get. Oh my gosh, so exciting. We hope to expand our audience to whoever is interested in this, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. That was just our little announcement to say thank you guys, and we really appreciate your ongoing support. So, yeah. All right, do you want to get into what today's episode is about? This episode is our Euphoria episode, our long-awaited, three weeks in making, Euphoria episode. (laughs) (laughs) Three weeks in the making. Oh, doing it all flow. I don't even know what the word is. Doing it all flow. (laughs) That was our rendition of the Euphoria theme song. You're welcome. Okay. If anything. Oh, it's the TikTok that's like, do 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 And I always say on a Monday, but it's not on a Monday. Yeah. That sounds like it. But, okay, season two has ended, so if you're watching this video in hopes that we won't spoil anything, we are, because the season's over, catch up, babe. But basically, season two, quick recap, Rue is going down her addiction hole, and she's kind of, like, getting her redemption arc, and she did, in the end, I think so. But basically, let's see, Maddie finally whooped Cassie's ass, thank fucking god, um, what else? Cat was underappreciated this episode. I just want to say that out loud. This season. The, oh, yeah. This season. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else happened? Um. Oh, Fez. Yeah, Fez. Oh my God! Don't even get me started on Fez and Ashtray. We don't talk about it. We will. But oh my God, so hurtful. And then also new character introduction: Elliot, mm-hmm. Jules, and Rue. Relationship going downhill. But we saw that coming. Um. Yeah. What else? Maddie and Nate. Interesting dynamic going on. The the scene. Oh, we're Nate talk- and Cal. Oh my god. We're going to be talking about all of these scenes right now. Yeah. But to start us off on this discussion, I have a list of questions to ask Crystal. And then she's going to ask me questions after she gives her answers. Fun fact, I don't remember these questions. So we're going to find out right now. Yeah. She showed me them like once. And it was late at night, <laughs> so Fair. I was kind of tired. In my handy-dandy planner, where literally my whole life is in. That was so stupid, oh my god. <laughs> we're cutting that out. No, oh we're leaving god. it in just because <laughs> no. we said that. <laughs> That's so dumb. That's a shit. 
I am done. <clears throat> Describe the characters in season two in one word. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a name and you just give me a Okay. Word. Yeah. Cat. Liar. <laughs> Elliot. Cheater. Rue. Drugs. <laughs> Jules. Mm, annoying. Cal. Troubled. <laughs> Nate. Um, angry. Oh, yeah. Nate's mom. <laughs> Interesting. Maddie. Baddie. <laughs> Cassie. Betrayal. Betrayer. Lexi. Queen. Lover. Ashtray. Savage. Fez. Aww. <laughs> Gia. Um, sweet. Rue's mom. Disturbed. Ollie. King. <laughs> Carla. Describe these characters in one word. Gia. Traumatized. Rue. Struggling. Um, Rue's mom. I'm just going down the family tree. Patient. Cal. Traumatized. <laughs> Half um, of these characters are traumatized. Let me let me rethink yeah. that one. Um, gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, a um, glass closet. I know that's, that's two words, but hyphenated, hyphenated. Oh, hyphenated. Wait, hold on. Cow. I'd say free. Yeah. Nate. <laughs> I sound like what they would quiz you when you're in like <laughs> elementary school. Like, what do you like? What? Like, repeat this word or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know. Nate. Dangerous. Nate's mom. Resilient. You're coming up with really smart words. <laughs> I just said whatever. Um, I'm trying to else? think about it because I want to say what you said, um, but, like, I don't want to repeat too much. Lexi and Cassie's mom. Fave. <laughs> Fave. <laughs> and then Lexi. We forgot Faye! Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> it's okay, we'll come up with one yeah. at the end. Uh, Lexi? Gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Uh, Cassie? An old version of Perla. <gasps> and then, um, <laughs> Oh, Jules? Asshole. <laughs> we don't stand Jules in this household. If you stand Jules, leave this episode right now. Just kidding. <laughs> don't. But, like, we don't stand Jules. Elliot? Hottie. Cat. <laughs> Going down downhill. Oh, Ollie. 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 I have to reuse this one. King. Absolutely. Faye. Yeah, we can come we, up with one for Faye. We passed Faye, but Faye. God, I love Faye. Um, legend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. She's a real one. She's a real one. Faye, homie. Mm. For sure. Fez. Cutie. <laughs> Ashtray. I can't use legend. You just use legend. <laughs> Ashtray. Nah, yeah, fuck it. Savage. Legend. Yeah. Awesome. I respect him. Comment down below. <laughs> <laughs> your one word for one of the characters. Actually, we'll say what the character is, and then you guys put your thing. We're going to pick Faye, because she was the one that we forgot. So, comment down below your characteristic for Faye. All right. She's so cool. 
Uh, she makes me laugh, yeah. especially the way that the actress was recu- recruited onto the show. <laughs> makes me giggle. Honestly, purr. So, my question for you, Crystal, is who is your favorite character and why? That's kind of hard. Mm, I guess I'll say I have two. Okay. Mm, JK, I lied. <laughs> three. I, I need to narrow top it down. Top three, though. But, okay, I'll just give my top three. Top three characters in no specific order. Lexi, Faye, and Fez. So, those are my top three. Why? I like Lexi because, like, she's unproblematic, even though she did expose them all in the play. But I feel like her intentions were pure for them to see how their actions look to other people. Like, because sometimes people need a reality check, and she gave it to them. So I like her. Um, Faye? queen like do i even need to explain why i like Faye? she's so funny and i love like how she like she's kind of like me in the sense that she's like dumb but smart and i you're not dumb crystal thank you for that but um, she like i don't know she comes through in the right moments okay fez he's always looking out for rue and like everyone around him he cares about his grandma so much he looks after ashtray and like cares so much about him he's just caring overall and so soft and i just feel bad that he was put in this situation where he has to deal with drugs and all that because he seems like such a like kind soul and i feel like his life would be in such a different direction if he didn't end up being dealt the cards he was dealt fun fact well hot take i think fez did need his life and conditions in that sense to recognize the importance of family like because it was just him and ashtray and his grandma like it's because of those two people in his life that he was able to realize like you know families everything like i need to protect them like you know like they're very much the reason that he turned out the way that he did so if you were to take that away from them who's to say that he would be the same yeah so i wouldn't take that away from him just i feel bad he has to do like drugs and stuff because i feel like he would have had like such a nice little life yeah I think it's just so hard once you're down that, like, path. I wouldn't know. But once you're... This is from a very objective view. But I feel like when you're in those circumstances, they become so normal to you that you don't really think of it as, like, that extreme anymore because you're just accustomed. And it's... Oh, what's it called? I know that there's a psychological term, a psychology major, where it's, like... (laughs) It's, like... You're desensitized? Yes. Thank you so much. So smart. Thank you. But, yeah, I think he's just become so desensitized to it. Like, he definitely still knows the danger behind it, especially in the, like, last scene of the raid. Like, he's aware that Ashtray could get in massive trouble, so he's, like, really down to take, you know, the fall. And so, I don't know. Interesting. I love dissecting things. I hope we do this more. I want to do Shrek 2 so bad. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have so many things to say about that piece of art. Okay. Shrek 2 episode later in the coming. That one, I will have notes. I will have diagrams. I will have pictures printed out for all of you. (laughs) And you. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, we can definitely look into that. (laughs) I'm very passionate about Shrek. (laughs) Sorry. Shrek rant. Um, Perla, who are your top three characters in Euphoria and why? Top three. I'm going to have to say Lexi, Maddie, and Fetz. Oh my god, I forgot about Maddie. I love all of them. 
but I love them all for different reasons, and I think it's because I really respect the character that they are because they have qualities that I myself want to work towards. So it's definitely a, like an internal kind of thing. But I really like Lexi because I like how they portray her in Euphoria simply because I'm also a theater, like I do theater as well. And like, I know what it's like and to see that on screen in cinema, like, no, sorry, that sounded stupid. Like to see that on screen in film, like you don't often see accurate representations of theater on like film. Like to see theater, usually you have to be in theater. But I thought the way that they portrayed it was really, really, like, well done. Like, the whole stage manager, like, seeing the behind the scenes, like, actors running around, that's a very real thing. And I thought it was really interesting how they portrayed that. And, like, her, like, little, um, I loved seeing her backstage and as, like, the director, because she was like, I need this, 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 and this. And she was no longer Lexi who, like, just sits back. Like, because this, like, the play was her big moment, she was getting shit done. I respect that so much. Like, just that character. But, um... Also, Lexi's so sweet. She's so observant. Um, she's really smart, and I think she's really creative. So, her. Also, she's kind. She's very kind, and you could tell that like all her intentions, all her intentions, all of her intentions are super pure. Um, and then, who else did I say? Oh my god, me ranting. Oh. But who else did I say? Oh, <laughs> uh, you said Lexi, Maddie, and Fez. I think Maddie. So I like Maddie because. Her loyalty is really really sweet and I could see myself also having that loyalty for people like her relationship with Cassie like because they were friends for so long like she would literally do anything to her like the whole bathroom scene where she's like I would never do this to you I would never do this. I was like I I get it I do and it sucks to like see sometimes how she's portrayed and how like some people are like oh she's so gross there are definitely things that all of these characters have done that they should not have done i'm not letting that slide because there are a lot of things that i could say that she's done that i don't agree with but i do respect her like very much her confidence like that's really cool mm -hmm. um it's powerful girl boss girl boss <laughs> girl boss my queen <laughs> and then um, you said fez yeah fez fez because he's such a sweetheart like he literally, like, his intentions are also very pure. I think that's what I like about the three of them in total. Like, mm -hmm. they're all very much, like, you see why they are the way they are. And you see how behind the scenes, like, in their head, like, they're just good people who have done bad things. Same thing with Fez. Like, he is genuinely a good person. Like, the piece of advice that he gives to Lexi where he's like, some people deserve to get their feelings hurt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That stuck with me. I will say that much. Because... It sounds stupid, but him, like, talking to Lexi about this, like, low-key, I was like, Fez, are you talking to me Fez, right now? Fez, like, pulling the heartstrings. Yeah, anyways. Also, Angus Cloud is so funny. Oh my god, he literally is Fez in real life. Like, it's so funny. I love watching his videos. Yeah. Anyways, that's me gushing, though, all of them. Uh, yeah. Okay, do you want to ask the next question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do you think you are most alike? And it's okay to say none, because we know. <laughs> like, the circumstances are weird. But what quality do you share with said character that you, like, see? Okay. Yes. Um, I would say that I'm most like Lexi, because I feel like she's, like, the one watching all of them do all of these crazy things. And normally I'm the one watching most of my friends do, like, the crazy things, I feel like. Um, 
She's very observant of her friends, which I think I'm a very observant person of people. Uh, what else does she do that's like me? She's just very kind. She really cares about her friends, which I also do too. And I feel like she is like the person that her friends all come to. Or like they all have their problems and then like come to her. And she's like the one to help them. But she's, I don't know. I feel like they treat her as like a side like character, like side person, which is why she had to play for herself, which I'm personally not treated like that. But I feel like I'm the type of person that's like there for my friends, if that makes sense. So yeah. I was gonna say, Lexi, how I was saying she's like me, I feel like she observes other people and turns it into art. Like, she's like the, like, objective viewer. Mm -hmm. And then she makes stuff about them, and I feel like I do that for my songwriting. Like, I look at other people, and then I make it based on that. So that's what I was gonna say, me being like to Lexi. Yeah. Do you also want to elaborate on the Bobby thing? Oh, yes. Bobby, my queen. I'm like Bobby because we both have high voices, and I feel like... I don't know, she's just a, an icon. I've never seen somebody with, like, a voice like that portraying, like, an older age person in film. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So, Euphoria, if you need another one, like, I'm right <laughs> here. But, um, yeah, and I thought that was funny, and I like how, like, <laughs> you can see how serious she was being, but she has this high voice, which is like me, because when I'm very serious, I still have a high voice, but I'm like, go, like, start. And I feel like, I don't know, I just relate to her on that level. And people probably didn't take her as seriously, but I think they did. They seemed scared of Bobby. And I also liked in the scene where she was like, Lexi said that if you don't fix the lights, then she's going to have you fired. And then he's like, but there's no other light people. He's like, what light person? She's like, and then she acts Lexi. And she's like, I don't know, we'll get anybody to do it. Like a toddler could do better than it. And I feel like that would be me as Bobby because I'd be like, what are we going to tell him? Like, what other <laughs> person do we have? And they're like, don't worry about it. I don't know. My but, favorite yeah. Bobby scene is when she pulls Lexi out of her weird funk. Oh, yeah. That was really sweet. Really cool. Where she was like, you know, like, I've just been telling everybody that this was part of the show. Like, that's so clever. Like, yeah. it's such a simple, like, solution. But knowing that Bobby came up with that tells you a lot about her character. Like, she's quick-witted. Mm -hmm. We stand Bobby. Love I can't believe Bobby. we forgot about her, and then I remembered when I was thinking, like, characters. So like sorry. Me. Oh, so you're, sorry. You're totally good, but, yeah. Perla. Yes. <laughs> what character do you think you're the most alike to, and what qualities do you share with them? Hmm. Okay, to answer this question, I'd say I'm, like, two characters, or I was, like, two characters. I don't know. Here. Hear me out. So, basically... <laughs> I know that definitely in high school, like, towards the end of it and, like, during quarantine, I was very much, like, Cassie. Like, I hate to admit it because I, I don't like that version of myself, but very much, like, I need some kind of comfort through people but not fully comfortable with herself. Like, that kind of, like, tug and pull of, like, uh, the approval of others. Like, that kind of thing. Like, I definitely see myself how, like, that affected me a little bit. So that crisis and on itself, like when I saw her visually on stage, I was mad because I knew that was me. I was like, I feel called out right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, luckily, we have outgrown that stage. No, like I definitely have. So I like I've currently moved past that. And I think at the moment, I'm most like Lexi with like her driven like mentality. Like she's very driven to like do everything that she does well. 
like her play took her how long to write like she had been mm. writing it like being very observant and like detail oriented i also like see myself doing that um and just happier <laughs> <laughs> fun fact lexi is the i would say debatably the like happiest person on that show yeah everybody's going through it like obviously her you know her traumas with her dad and stuff were very much prevalent but like she's dealing with it in the healthiest way i think yeah out of all of them for sure i like that we could do this that we could see characters on screen and be like i relate to that like that's how you know a show is written well Mm -hmm. that's how you know something has been written really well when the pair when the characters when the characters feel authentic that's how you know the director did a good job you know yeah for sure and they they did like a good like wide coverage of different types of people no, literally, like, the quality is, like, not to deep dive and, like, you know, analyze too much. Well, I guess we're supposed to analyze, so this is allowed. Mm-hmm. This is allowed for this. Yeah, but, like, I feel like there's so much. It's not, for example, like, with Fez, it's not that he's just a drug dealer. Like, no, he deals drugs because of circumstances, but that doesn't necessarily make him a bad person. Like, you know, like, even though there's such a bad connotation on that, it's, like, his intentions are pure. Same thing with Lexi. Like, mm. if you were in that audience, in that show, at that time, in that scene, you would be looking at it like, what the fuck is going on? Like, who is she calling out? Like, what is that? Like, you could see it visually on, like, Maddie and Kat and Rue and, like, Jules in the audience. They're all like, those are us, you know? And it's like, Cassie really took it like, crap, she's talking down on me. Like, you know, like, there are so many point of views that you get to see through, like, film. And I think that's really, really impactful. That is really cool. You're so right. You're a big, fat, juicy brain. So, next question. Favorite scene or scenes of this season? Oh, my God. All of my favorite scenes are from the last episode. Actually, that's Cap. (laughs) Because I just thought of another one. Okay, my favorite scenes. First of all, first off, I like the lighting and one of the scenes where it's like, shoot, what even happened? Was it the New Year's? No. Where it's like flashes of Polaroid light? No. Cause that I, was really cool, though. I don't even think I saw that one. Because I didn't watch one? the first couple. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> <laughs> A crime! I know. I know. But I know it happened, so. Okay. But um, it was like... I don't know, they do really cool shots sometimes where you see, like, the whole house and it's, like, spinning. Like, the camera's, like, moving and it, like, shows. Are you talking about season one where Rue's in the hallway and it's, like... That one was really cool, but that's not what I'm talking about. But I did really like that. But, like, there was one in this season where, like, it showed, like, the whole house and, like, the camera moved... And also, I like the lighting that came in when she was, like, fighting with her mom or her sister or one of them, Rue. And, like, there was, like, good lighting and stuff. I don't know. I liked how those scenes looked aesthetically, visually. Mm-hmm. also like the scene with Cassie and, like, the flowers or, like, her looking in the mirror. Yes! Aesthetically, those are my favorite scenes. I also, like, favorite scenes content-wise and looks-wise, I liked the Ashtray and Fez shooting scene. Because it was really, really sad. But the way that they did that was so cool, and it looked so real. And I was like, I can't believe that they did that. Like, it looked so good. So I loved that one. And then the 
other content wise obviously just the whole episode of the play <laughs> just anything involved in the play was my favorite i loved seeing how they had the bootleg characters and like them reenacting it it was bootleg. just everything yeah so. bootleg <laughs> bootleg <laughs> but those are my favorite scenes Fun fact for our viewers, because I've definitely rambled about this too, Crystal, but Javon and Angus, the guys who play Fez and Ashtray, talked about how real that shootout scene felt. Like, the amount of work and effort it took to, like, make it the way that it was was really interesting. Like, they said that there was actually, like, dust flying from the ceiling, like, those lasers were, like, actually there. Like, mm. there was... It was just really intense. And I'm sure they had to run that a few times to make sure everybody was, like, still safe, but, like, also acting efficiently, especially with something like that. Like, every detail is important. So, I want to know if they bought the walls. No, because you could see them. I was going to say if they bought the walls with the bullet holes already or if, like, they physically put that out, I like, themselves. I think they put them in. They put them in for sure. Like, that's just a stage design thing. But I find that really interesting. And I love looking at details like that. Um, fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, basically, what I was going to recap is that in the play episode, Fez was going to go visit Lexi. And he had, like, flowers for her and, like, a card. And we don't know what the card said. And he was dragged out with the card being left there on the floor because, you know, he was taken in for jail or whatever we think he's taken in for. So Angus, like, revealed in an interview with Variety, according to this article on Today News, that the letter was a congratulations. And he said, I think the letter was just being like, yo, good job for effing doing you. So that's what Angus thinks the letter would have said to Lexi. And that made me want to cry. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, the Cute. bouquet was supposed to be, like, his, like, oh, yeah. gift to basically ask her for more. Yeah, to, like, take the next step in their relationship. <sighs> it's so upsetting, bro. They really got me on a loop for that one. Most things in Euphoria don't really, like, upset me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just, like, all crazy. But, like, that took me out. <clears throat> Every time I say your name before I start... Interview hacks. Just kidding. I don't think you're supposed to do that. Go for it. Perla, mm -hmm. what are your favorite scenes from season two? Um, I would have to say that my favorite scenes, we've already talked about a few of them, but I definitely really, really liked, um, I was going to say, I did, <laughs> you look so stressed. <laughs> the way that I want to <laughs> I want to make sure I give a meaningful answer because it's a meaningful show and I want to dissect it properly but let me see what's a good way to say so I like multiple shut <laughs> up Sorry. Please stop <laughs> laughing before you talk okay the scenes that I really like the most definitely have to be the ones involving Maddie and Cassie like the one in the hot tub the hot tub scene was really interesting to like look at because you know that she knows that they're not getting back together because she's messing around with Nate I'm talking about Cassie and then Maddie doesn't know so it was like interesting to see and I thought it was really interesting how like 
after that episode released, a lot of fans were like, no, but but she knows. Like, did you see the way she was looking at Cassie? And I was like, that is such an interesting take to view it. Like, because there was a lot of debate on that. Like, did she know that they were already, like, together? Obviously, she doesn't because at the end, she's really surprised. Like, when Rue kind of, like, blurts it out. Like, I also thought that was really interesting. I do also really appreciate the scenes with, like, the whole episode dedicated to, like, Rue running around the neighborhood doing God knows what. Like, that was really interesting to me. But I do think in that entire episode, the one where she goes to Fez and tries to take his grandma's pills, that, I think, was really impactful in the sense that the audience now knows that Rue is, like, down bad. Because mm-hmm. she has never done that previously with Fez. And to know that she's going against her own friends, like, she's really pushing away anybody who wants to be there for her. She pushed away her mom. She pushed away her sister. She pushed away, like, all her friends. Like, she's losing friends at this point. Like, she actively calls Cassie out to avoid getting, like, put on the hot seat. Like, that's how down bad she is. And I thought, like, that was just really interesting. Yeah. Those are top two. I could keep talking, but... (laughs) I thought of two things that I also noticed. Like, one thing... What was it? Shoot. It was just in my mind. Oh! Okay. I also saw this thing on TikTok where it was saying the scene of Ashtray getting killed was revealed in the first episode for a quick second. It was, like, flashed, and it was the exact same part of him, like, looking at the laser on his head. And that was in the first episode, so they, like, foreshadowed it, which I thought was really interesting. And looking at TikToks about Euphoria, they, like, show a lot of little details that you didn't notice before, especially now that the season is over, people are rewatching and, like, connecting the dots between the episodes. And there's so many little, like, nuances that, like, foreshadow what's going on and you can't even tell. That's what I was going to say. Can I just say, it really, it really... (sighs) Teacher moment. It really boggles my mind at how clever, like, playwrights are or just, like, screenwriters are when it comes to foreshadowing. Like, if you can foreshadow, (laughs) I bow down to you because that shit's hard. And for them to, like, do it so, like, subtly and it's so satisfying when you, like, like, when you rewatch things and you're like, oh, my God, they did this, this, and this. It's, like insane like that is such a good skill and i don't think i'd ever have that and to like just know that some people are born with it it's so good it's so cool how they just put attention to like little details like that just so that the fans could catch on like and also with maddie's reaction like people are saying she probably knows like you were saying another scene that was like that was rue with jules and elliot because when she saw jules Mm. with elliot's clothes on when they came for, like, the drug intervention, people were like, she knows, like, the way she was looking at them, and she was telling Jules she's dead to her, probably not only just for the drugs, because she knows that she was with him. But we're not 100% sure, because Elliot did sing that long, long song <laughs> to Rue on the last episode, but, um, and she seemed touched by it, so I don't know, we don't know, but those little things of being, like, they know. I'm like, obviously their facial expressions are interesting. And it's so funny that when, um, the guy, what's his name? The guy who plays Elliot? Dominic Fike. Dominic Fike and Zendaya coming out with the new one and, like, emphasizing that it's going to be a shorter song. 
<laughs> you guys bullied them, huh? Yeah, for sure. Because everybody was like, okay, get to what's going on. Like, why are we watching like four minutes of this man singing? Like, I don't mind great voice, great song, good content. But <laughs> upload the full version separately on like Spotify or something. We only needed half. Like, <laughs> Fez is over here about to like die with Ashtray. And there's like the play going on with Lexi. Cassie's having a mental breakdown. And you're going to flash onto Elliot singing for four minutes? <laughs> like, I need to see what else is going on. I don't have time for this. He's like peacefully in his home singing. I don't have time. <laughs> Respectfully, I don't. Like, it was sweet, but like, dang, it was long. Like, it kept going. <laughs> and I was like, they're giving us the full version right here, right now. Like, every time I thought it was going to end, he was singing the chorus again. <laughs> so, I don't know. They were just trying to give him his little, like, I guess, like... Um, his moment in his contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his moment. Like, his little cross, like, sectional... I don't know how you describe it, but, like, show, like bringing together his singing world. Oh, like... His acting world. Yeah, because people know him as a singer. Full circle. But, like... I don't care enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. I love how they have the actors, though, and actresses, because Zendaya... In, like, the singing, like, in the songs and stuff. Mm. Really cool. And I love mm-hmm. how Labyrinth works with them and has his own studio under that now. Love it. Live, laugh, love it. But, like, don't <laughs> take up that much time away from it <gasps> just singing. If it was in the background, sure. But, like, I need something going on. Oh, that's so funny. Please. I <laughs> um, I know that, oh, my God, what was I going to say? My big, fat, juicy brain just kind of brain farted on me right now. What were you just talking about? I was talking about Elliot singing for so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw so many memes about that, and people were like, why are we spending time on Elliot right now when we could be looking at Maddie? Literally, oh my god. Beating up Cassie. Yes. They did not do that scene justice, I will say that much. I enjoyed seeing the little, like, throw into the wall, but, like, give us more. I wanted to see her swinging. I wanted to see Cassie on the ground begging for help. Like, I was waiting to see that, and we did not. And it was a little disappointing because we were waiting for it for, like, three episodes straight because we knew it was coming. We just didn't know when. And I'm so glad. I'm really glad they did in the last episode because it's, like, a good, like, closing off. Full circle. Yeah. But they could have given us more. Like, the way Maddie was chasing Cassie around, like, their two little chickens was... <laughs> not enough for me but it was it was good it was still good and i still like got some satisfaction from it but i wish there would have been more yeah but i think okay i could see how i want me as the viewer i want to see her kick her ass like i was expecting some blood there's this meme of like this barbie holding a blonde head <laughs> that's what i imagined you know like and then i've also seen memes where there's just like a, a pair of fake like boobies out on the street and it's like Maddie after she's done with Cassie. <laughs> like, I was expecting that kind of violence, you know? We <laughs> but we didn't get it. However, I could see how it could be debated why it didn't happen, simply because Maddie is still very hesitant on, like, hurting Cassie because they were friends, and, like, she would never actually see herself, like, she never saw herself doing it, so she just never did. Like, even in that moment, like, it was hard for her. Like, it was just her conscious, like, fighting, so, like, of course, she looked kind of dumb doing it, but at the same time, I'm like, I know she could fight, because there was that scene when she was, like, younger, and she, like, slammed somebody's head in the locker, and she was, like, fucking racist, and I was like, honestly, per, good for you, mm-hmm. but, or, like, she slammed someone's head in the locker, and then she also, like, threw somebody's head into, like, the, like, the, the dryer, the hand dryer, oh, in, like, yeah, the bathroom. Yeah. yeah, like, give me that, give me the flavor, yeah, 
but I think it was trying to show her being hesitant because also she still listened to Cassie when Cassie was talking to her in the bathroom and they were both just sitting in the bathroom recovering from getting beat which I thought was really funny but I think Maddie's really hesitant because of how they showed in the play that like Cassie like had Maddie stay in her house and all of that and they were basically became like sisters so obviously it's really hard for her to like put Cassie in her place and beat her because she never thought she'd do that like what Carlos said so I think that's why yeah both of them need a sit down conversation because i want to see try to she tried and that's what like makes me mad is like in situations like that like just stepping outside of like the film world and cinematography or whatnot there are genuinely people out like in the world like that who regardless of whether or not they know that they're right or wrong they don't want to have that conversation because they're so afraid of that confrontation and i feel like that does more damage to them and their own relationships in their life than like being able to fix with people like i'm not saying every like relationship has to be fixed but like finding a mutual understanding as to why things happen to me is a lot more comforting than like never not knowing why things ended the way they did like i'd rather say it on my end so that the other people know like what my intentions were and i could just live with knowing that they're never going to share their intentions with me like that doesn't bother me but i just know that they're like I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it sucks that, like, they were at that close level and Cassie did not even really try to fix it, which is mm-hmm. kind of frustrating because I'm like, how are you going to be that close to someone and just end it over Nate, who... A man? Really? A, a man? man? First of all, a man, but also he's abusive. He doesn't really love Cassie from what we're seeing, so I'm like, why are you giving up your best friend who actually cares about you and has been loyal to you this whole time for this man who abused her and will probably abuse you. I don't remember if he abused Cassie. I don't think he did. I don't remember. But he was abusive in the sense where he was, like, emotionally, like, yelling at her. But, by the way, when we said a man, we mean a bad man. Like, yeah. this man does not have good intentions. Like, But either way, you shouldn't leave your friend for anyone. Like, If it's someone coming in between you and your friend, a friend that you've had for, like, years or months or whatever, like it's better to assess like why these things are happening and realizing how your internal struggle struggle <laughs> <laughs> internal struggle is like really like messing with your relationships like at that point it's really your problem and you have to fix that if not it's going to bleed into like your relationship with others and then it's like what then like you're going to be lonely and you're going to be sad be sad with friends yeah my motto <laughs> Carla's motto, be, be sad, sad with, with friends. friends. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's tough. What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about Cassie. Oh, yeah, not fixing that with Maddie is very frustrating. Absolutely. Boo. Ugh. Boo, Cassie. Boo, and then Cassie. the fact that she had the nerve to continue walking down the halls and stuff with Nate, like, in front of Maddie, she had no regard for Maddie's feelings at all, which is why I'm also glad Maddie beat her and put her in her place. Yeah. And Maddie held back. You know what? I'm proud of Maddie because Maddie did not beat her until she saw Cassie being mean to her own sister, Lexi, and, like, ruining everything about this play. Because keep in mind, everybody handled their stuff being revealed differently. Rue, cheering for Lexi. She did not care, as she should. Because I feel like, yes, if it was me in that situation, I would be really hurt. But also, there's, they did those things. Like, at the end of the day, it's the truth. And Lexi ended up being, like, she observed it, but she, I feel like she also was, a like, 
Not victim. But she was like, you know, exposed to all of this, and it impacted her life that much that she made a play about it. So they need to, like, step back and realize, dang, all of these things I did impacted her, or, like, she realized, and we didn't keep her in the loop, or we didn't, like, include her more. We just made life about ourselves and left our friend behind. Yeah. So I feel like Rue realized that. Um, I, I think I really like how Rue really takes in accountability. Like, you could see her like getting more comfortable with that mm-hmm. and i think that's what i really appreciate because that's just a quality i like in people like to know that hey i did wrong hey i'm sorry like i want to fix this like or i, I just want to take responsibility for it like i think that's really powerful like it's a really powerful quality for anybody to have and i think it's portrayed so beautifully through rue mm-hmm. like just wanted to say that her <laughs> rue um yeah so she did that maddie Maddie was hurt, you could tell, but she didn't do anything about it because she knows it's true. Cassie really was the only one who popped off. Like, everybody else, like, Jules... Jules wasn't even in it, actually, but she did, like, clap or whatever. But, like, everyone else that was in it... Was Kat even there for the play? She was. She was sitting next to Maddie. That's why I'm saying she was underappreciated this season. Because to know that... remember, yeah. (sighs) That's a whole other thing. But, yeah, they all basically took it. But Cassie, and Cassie's her own sister. Why would you ruin your own sister's play? And Cassie's the one who affected Lexi the most because she lives with her and stuff, and that was, like, a reality check for her, which I understand triggered her, I guess. But it also triggered her because Nate got mad or whatever. Oh, yeah, Nate was the other one who reacted kind of poorly because he got mad, and it was like, that's so homophobic. (laughs) (laughs) When it's like, ooh, (laughs) did you really just say that? Oh, my gosh, we have to include the meme in here of, like, all the YouTube videos. (laughs) Those are so funny. Oh my gosh, we have to like put a picture, like a link or something, just like all around us, edit it in, Crystal. Yes, I will. They're all around. But basically I find them so funny, because especially the one where it's like, um, what's the one for Fez? Where it's like, I fucked my friend's dad or something? <gasps> oh, Jules! Jules was like, I fucked my friend's dad. And like, that was her caption on it's so funny i love seeing it if you guys don't know what we're talking about it's basically like they it's either a video or a picture they do both but they like do videos of like the actresses and actors talking like they're making a youtube video and then they make up their own caption for the youtube videos and it looks like it's like a tana mojo story time type thing and it's really funny goodness but yeah, sorry, you were talking about Maddie, the way she took it, the way that yeah. Nate took it, that he took it very poorly. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just interesting seeing the different characters' reactions, and you can obviously see which ones are more mature and, like, healing, I guess, and then which ones are not, because Cassie is, like, now in the trenches. <laughs> like, she's just becoming down bad, while I feel like everybody else is, like, slowly going up and, like, improving themselves slightly. Yeah. But she's in the trenches. And that's clearly portrayed based on the play. Yeah. I do, I would really like to see if Cassie does have, like, I wouldn't say a redemption arc, because I don't think I would figure of her, but, like, an arc of sorts of, like, like you said, her reaction was so bad, because, like, you could tell that she's still in her, her, like, selfish arc. Like, she Mm -hmm. thinks that what she's doing is justified. Like, it doesn't matter that she's hurting other people. Like, it's her life. Like, she could do what she wants. But it's, like, if you are fully okay with it, act like it. Because she was not. You could tell that, like, her conscience was, like, fighting each other. Like, with the whole, like, they weren't together! And her mom was like, (laughs) she needs an exorcism. exorcism. (laughs) We get it. Like, you know? Like, 
to visually know that, like, I don't know. It's just interesting. And I would love to see what the directors do with that. Like, also with Kat, like, if she ever... Because she's also at fault with the whole lying about the brain tumor thing instead of saying it how it was. Like, if you're going to break up with someone, put your full chest in that breakup. Not the brain tumor. I know. That was so sad. I felt so bad. Don't be a wimp, dude. Like, you're... Breaking up with someone is never going to be easy. Like, it isn't. So, if this is going to be your last moment talking to them... Make it worth it. What the fuck was that? And now her gaslighting him, bro. That was kind of funny. Like, it was bad, but it was funny because the way she turned it around on him, I was like, oh, my gosh. But he knew, though. Like, I like that he knew and he, like, didn't fall for it, but I was yeah. like, that's so funny. No, and then that's the thing is, like, what if he did fall for it? Like, that would have just added more, like, guilt on her subconscious. That's so toxic. He, yeah, and it's like, that is toxic. It's like, if you're going to talk to someone about something, do it with the intent of, like, continuing that conversation and not just ending it, like, bashing on someone. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. don't do that. Yeah. And I also feel like they made her character seem bad and get less lines because I think, I think she spoke out about not wanting to be, like, more nude or something. Oh! Yeah. I think that's what it was. I'll double check right now. But I think that's what it was. She spoke out about, like, how, like, they do so much unnecessary stuff so they gave her less scenes. So I take back the thing about the boobies, because I'm not sure if it was, like, her, like, being nude that, like, is what thinged it, but they're saying she did have an argument about, um, the, where her character was going, so they cut a lot of her lines. Mm. So, basically, that's what I think happened. That's why she has less lines, and her character development is trash, because she had an argument with the writers about where her character was going, and they just cut a bunch of her stuff out. I do hope that she gets a redemption arc as well. I don't know. I like to see people who have made bad choices figure it out and, like, do better for themselves. Yeah. Which, the thing is, she already had that type of arc, though, because she went from, like... Oh, shoot, yeah. Uh, I don't know where she's going to go from here. Because she already had that. That's true. I mean, I just want to see where this goes. Okay, so, another thing that we can talk about in Euphoria is a little bit of what I talked about last episode, which was the exploitation of the actors and actresses by them having to be nude at unnecessary times. Mm-hmm. I honestly think it's just done for the, like, reaction of why is his dick out? Like, that's literally why they do it. It's like, why is he suddenly nude? Like, it's shock factor. Like, I feel like that's only why it's used. Because I feel like you could still insinuate that things have happened without fully exposing someone. Yeah, like, they don't really need to do it. It's kind of like Shameless. I feel like they got that idea from Shameless. Shameless? Oh my god. Such an interesting story. We could also analyze that. (laughs) You want to analyze everything. but I do. (laughs) I feel like Shameless and Euphoria probably have some parallels. Because, like... Their dad's addicted. Rue's addicted. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, there's, like... I don't know if there's that much cursing in Euphoria, but there's very much use of profanity, nudity. So I wonder if people have compared that before because I feel like there's more similarities in what we've noticed. Probably. Between those two shows. We could definitely... If you guys are interested, we would love to compare shows. Um, we could even make that a segment. Like, give us two movies and see if we could compare them. Or, like, two shows, see if we could compare them. Like, those would definitely have to take some time to develop, for sure. Mm -hmm. But, um, or just 
doing that for ourselves and seeing where we go from there. But if you want to see that, let us know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like there's parallels between those. I just noticed that. Interesting. But yeah. I think that's part of the new thing. Like, they just probably were like, well, Shameless was so popular. I don't even know if they know about Shameless. Like, I don't know. But Shameless so popular, and they were one of the first shows I've seen that's used that type of nudity factor. What's another show that's done that before? Nudity. Um, um, there is a show, Skins. Skins, I feel like had some nudity. I didn't watch that much of Skins, but what I saw, like with one of the girl's parents. Mm-hmm. I know that. I guess something not in regards to nudity, but like violence, like very graphic violence. I would say was Squid Games. Oh yeah. They also use that for shock factor, like to the point where you're like, oh my god, but you become desensitized to it, but you just keep watching. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I think. Oh, let me not go into Squid Games, right? But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were we gonna say? Oh yeah, the nudity. Also, Shameless and Euphoria both take place in like I don't know. It's very like they're not in urban environments because like obviously Cassie or Maddie or some of them are rich there. But like it's very much like neighborhood vibes. Neighborhood vibes, like drugs, like just, lower class vibes. Just all the icks that you wouldn't be allowed to say in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both, like, give that vibe, so that's interesting. And I'd want to compare their lighting and stuff, and, mm. like, their filters that they use, because mm. I feel like Shameless has, like, dark filterings and, like, looks, and Euphoria does too, but Euphoria's, like, more modern and aesthetic. Anyways, I'm getting too deep into this. Um, what were we going to talk about? Nudity. Yep. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't think it's necessary. I don't understand why they want to use it for shock factor. I think it's unfair sometimes to the actor and actresses. Like, I know some people don't care. Like, the actor who plays Nate, I think he said he didn't care. But, like, for other actresses and actors that do care, it's kind of like a pressure on them because, like, well, if you don't comply to this, you're not going to be able to do, like, a lot of scenes, get less screen time, less pay. Especially, like, if it's in their contract and they sign up yeah. for it and then there's a fee that they didn't notice was there like i don't know i feel like it's very pressuring to make people have to show their bodies and it's fine if it's like in the appropriate context if it's certain scenes sure and if they agree to that and think that's fine sure but if it's just a random tuesday and homie's walking to the fridge why does he have to be naked because that's like a scene that they had of a guy being naked to a fridge like at that point it's unnecessary and I just think it's unfair because there's definitely like a power dynamic yeah. there. And it's, yeah. Um, and then the only one who was never shown nude, I'm sure there's a few other characters, but I know for sure Zendaya because it's in her contract that she's not willing to do that. And I find it so interesting why most of the actors didn't have that when they signed up. Like, I think Zendaya is prioritized. <laughs> Which, Miss Executive Producer. Yeah, because she's the executive producer, so she's prioritized. But I think it's unfair, and I feel like they should give all the actors and actresses a little bit more say in how much they can be nude. Like, I understand, like, it comes to a point where you can't control it because certain scenes are going to need that. And if that's the direction they want to go, that's where they want to go. But sometimes if it's like you really don't need it, then you don't have to. Yeah. Like, there was... (laughs) The most also because Euphoria is so graphic in so many ways. Um, I find it interesting when they kind of just showed a snippet of Cal, you know, somebody on top of him, and he's just going at it. 
And it's like, that was just like a split second. I want to say like two seconds of just that. And then it cuts out to like do other things. And I'm like, that was so unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what was the reason? Literally for you to be like, whoa, did I see that right? Like, that's the point. Like, the shock factor of it. And it's like, what would you say is justifiable to have an actor nude? When? Yeah, like, when would it be like, okay, like, that's important. If it's, like, sexy scenes, like, if they have to, like, if they're trying to show two characters getting together and they want to show it to that extent, like, I guess. But couldn't you... Sorry, you don't have to. Yeah, like, you don't have to, like... No, but that's the only time I would see it, like, kind of fine. Like, allowable. But But even then... needed. Yeah. Yeah. Because even then, you could have the same sexy tension in the, like, room if, like... They're still covered. In yeah, parts. they don't have to be. But like, knowing a show like Euphoria it makes sense. But I wouldn't like say, oh, you need to have them nude or like that's like for sure. Like you have to. But like I'd understand a little more if that was the only reason why. But they just do it at random times, and there's no reason. Also, another s- conspiracy theory is that maybe they're doing all these shock factors because it releases certain chemicals that make you want to keep watching. Oh. Yeah. Because I know that, like, horror movies, for example, they're not as scary as you think they are, but they have certain music that they play that makes it seem scarier, and also it literally physically gives you a reaction in your heart to, like, feel nervous because of, like, certain things in the music. So what if they're doing all of these shock factors because you, like, get a sense of adrenaline from it, and you get hooked to that adrenaline and want to keep watching? Your fat, juicy, <laughs> voluptuous brain. Thank you. You're so right. Like, I never even thought to think of it like that. Like, that's really, really true. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's so good. Thank you. And I wonder how many shows are doing that. Because there's, like, obviously they're going to try and maximize viewership and, like, consistency among, like, the episodes. And a lot of shows and different things do that. And they're going to think about it and have different tactics. So there's so many things that they think about behind the scenes that we don't even know. And it's really interesting to think about. It's normal for characters to have color palettes. And something that I noticed is that, um, or that I've seen and people dissect also on TikTok, but like also by myself, is that Cassie went from having blue and like pink tones from like season one. She was very much like girl next door like that kind of thing to using more bolder shades of those colors this season like she keeps wearing her blues and and pinks but like very much the ones that don't fit her like in the the um scene where her and maddie were walking down the hall and like she was obviously trying to look like maddie and like she keeps going off of it because nate seems to like that like you could see how physically I wouldn't say unattractive because Sydney Sweeney's so gorgeous, but like how much the things that she did didn't fit her. Like her eyes were like weirdly shaped with the eyelashes that she wore, like the um her gelled hairs, like on the, her baby hairs that were gelled, like they just didn't look right in the right pattern for her, but it's like you could tell that she was only doing it to appear like Maddie. Like obviously that was the point, mm-hmm. but like I'm just saying, like, the way that they dressed her up and they made those choices, like, to make her look that, I guess, alienated was really interesting. And then in comparison to Maddie, who, from the first season, in comparison, like, her looks are less, like, dazzling. 
like the only time she doesn't wear makeup is when she's really really down like in the trenches like with some kind of mood <laughs> like you know when she's sad like she's not gonna wear makeup because makeup's her armor like you know like that's what it's used in the show like in new year's eve like she has the coolest like eyeliner like you know where it just goes ding and like it wraps around her eyes and maybe i could I guess you could argue that it's like it's because her vision is like clear or it's not clear or some shit. I think that's that's <laughs> think that's, that's a jump. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but like you know, like there are just a lot of like details that change over time. Like she's in dark colors in her purples. Um, let's see who else has like a noticeable color palette. Lexi is very much like her attire is like schoolgirl preppy kind of like, but also preppy enough where you don't notice it you know what i mean like she has her skirts and she has her like patterns but it's never anything bold you know like mm. it's to her character but it's never anything that like would make her want to stick out yeah and that could speak for her character because she doesn't really stick out in their exactly. friend group or anything she's kind of like a side character exactly so that would make sense another person rue she obviously just wore, like, street lounge, like, just, like, sweatpants and hoodie most of the time. But then mm-hmm. towards the end, I don't remember what she was wearing, but she at least looked more Ponytail. clean and put together. Yeah, because the hair. Yeah. Um, her hair wasn't as tangled. Her eyes, they didn't make it look as tired and mm-hmm. stuff. So, like, you could see the change of her, like, mental growth and how she's recovering. Something that I noticed that I think, I don't think I've ever said out loud, but... Throughout the whole season, I don't think I've ever seen Rue with, like, clothes that look, like, well put together. Like, they're always wrinkly. They're always, like, kind of off her shoulder. Like, there's just small details like that as to, like, show how messy she is. But at the last scene when she's at the play, her hair is pulled up Mm -hmm. and the bottom of her jeans are rolled up, which is something that has never, ever happened before. If I'm crazy and I'm just imagining this... I don't know what to say, like, my bad. But, like, I swear I saw that her jeans were, like, rolled up. And I thought that was really interesting, like, because it never happened before. And like, she had, like, a put-together outfit on. Yes. I'm pretty sure for the play. Oh, yeah. So that was interesting because it didn't matter what event she went to before. She was just dressed, like, hoodie or, like, what yeah. do you call it? like Flannel? Mm-hmm. Sweatshirt? Yeah, Sweatshirt? like hoodie but zip-up. Zip-up yeah, hoodie? Yeah, zip-up sweater. I don't know. But, I don't know, I find it really interesting, like, those choices. But also, keep in mind, like, none of her outfits at the end when she's sobering up are super out of character for her Mm -hmm. either. Like, they're still her same clothes. Like, she's still wearing her flannels, her sweatshirts, her, like, jeans, like, carpenter pants. Like, that's all still her, but it's just cleaner. Yeah, and also, before, like, in the play, when they were actually showing the real clips of Rue, like, when it wasn't bootleg Rue, like, she had, like, her hair down, I think, and, like, neater and you could see braids braids yeah she had braids in and you could see like how she was not as addicted then like didn't go down that spiral yet and she was still like more put together cared about her appearance and stuff like that i noticed also her dad's red jacket is always on her in moments Mm. of like her crisis um i find it interesting how also just in general like film world like you could age your characters in certain ways like braids made her look younger they never really put any makeup on zendaya except like Mm -hmm. the eye bags to like make her look more tired um like they use very natural faces which i thought was really interesting because not many things do that um and then for zendaya like you could see like 
physically how it like stresses her and cat in the funeral scene that you're talking about she wore glasses so like that's very much like how you could also like age your actors by like making them older or younger like her like big thick rimmed glasses like that's usually something a kid would use you know like things like that and then also maddie wasn't wearing any makeup like or very light makeup in that scene as well to show like how she hasn't really like she's just younger mm-hmm. you know so that's interesting mm-hmm. and then i don't know what they did to sydney sweeney um i think lexi had braces right or am yeah, i yeah i think braces? she did i think she did and then cassie, cassie was just always portrayed as looking good because she like matured remember before lexi or whatever oh, and that's she's true, like maybe. she's always the good looking one Oh, but they did have them dress younger. I think she had pigtails on when they were going in the dad's truck mm-hmm. or whatever with the ice and she cream. Had, like, she did look clips. younger. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so interesting, like, the choices to age actors. Hope you guys enjoyed that little euphoria spiel we went on. Um, I hope our analysis was helpful and made you think <laughs> a little more. I know we probably addressed things that, like, a lot of euphoria fans already know. But, I don't know, our take on it's kind of cool. So, hope you guys like that. Got a lot of experience from all those TikToks that we saw mm-hmm. that were popping up on our For You yes. page. Euphoria never leaves, let me tell you. It's still on my For You page up to this day, so. Okay, we will now be delving into the pop culture section of the podcast, which debatably this whole episode could have been pop culture because it's, like, based on a TV show. But, you know, we won't talk about that. So, <laughs> today's little part of the segment is going to be about the Batman movie. So, another piece of, like film but oh my god (laughs) the batman movie is so good we will not spoil anything because i sincerely want anyone who hasn't watched it to go watch it now preferably in theaters because it looks so good in theaters and the audio is just it's better it's so good it's better it's really good we went and watched it in city walk which was very exciting for me because i have never been to (laughs) city walk and maybe i was running around and screwed (laughs) screwed a little bit but um it was really fun and yeah the movie's great you guys need to watch it immediately like right now right now i will allow you to log off of the podcast if you're going to watch the movie <laughs> right now it's so good that's like a whole other thing that we can analyze but like it's another day oh. i need to rewatch that i need to take notes i don't i don't know i oh, i just love a good juicy film that is shot beautifully it was shot so well and the batman theme song whatever that song was that's like you know what i'm talking about though yeah i i saw it on my tiktok the other day and it was this girl that was like me walking out of the batman movie like thinking i'm still in it or whatever like i need to find that song and listen to it because it just it just encapsulates the entire movie and it just it adds to the vibe like the movie has a certain vibe like you know how fantasy worlds have their own type of vibe it has that, and I love it. And also, whenever Perla drives at night now, I think we're in the Batman movie, <laughs> which is really funny. But I was just about to say that. Oh, my gosh. No, it's so funny because after we got out of the theaters, I'm just driving down. I'm like, I don't – I wasn't speeding at the time. And uh, we were just, like, listening – we weren't – I don't even think we were listening to music because we were so in shock of how good it was. We were just driving in silence for a second. And then Crystal, like, she turns over and she's like, oh, my God. It feels like we're in Batman. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. No, I, I honestly, I would not have been surprised had the penguin just, like, driven up behind me. I would have been like, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, cool. But, oh, my God. Such a good movie. Zoe? Uh, Kravitz? Zoe. Kravitz, right? Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. 
Love her. She's so cute. Anyways. Love her. But. I don't even think, like, I like her as an actress. I just don't know that much about her. But I just love Catwoman's character. Catwoman's character is really, really cool. Like, she's a badass for sure. Such um, a baddie. I, I hot take, though. I did not like the beanie that they put on her. I feel like they could have done better. Like, they covered this much of her. Like, her whole eyes were exposed. Yeah. And then, like, her ears. Please. Yeah. It's, like, one movement and, like, she's exposed. <laughs> like, come on. Give her something even more, you know, cooler. Like, Oh, anyways, that's just another rant for another day. Just the way that, like, females are portrayed on screen is so interesting to yes, me. Yes, and we talked about that in my media class before, and it's really interesting. There's a variety, yeah. and it's... Sometimes it's frustrating, other times it's not. We could talk about it another day. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, she needs to have her own movie immediately, and I will go watch it. I I want to. I thought she had her own movie when we passed the posters. Kind of realized they were all for <laughs> Batman. So I was like, oh my god, probably like she has her own movie, like we need to go see it now. And she's like, no. <laughs> like that's for Batman. And I was like, you're so no. right. We went with our other two friends and we were just watching it and oh my god, we all came out of that theater like in shock, like silenced, oh. like and we talk a lot. <laughs> all of us talk a lot or like, you know, are always interacting with like, oh my gosh, like our brains needed a minute because no. it was so good. Oh my god, so and then Robert Pattinson looks so good too. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it, Crystal. That man looked fine in that, like, whole video. Stop. I know. That's embarrassing. I need to, I'm going to cut myself off. I'm done. I'm done. You pull up the edits. Also, cut this out. Cut this out. Cut the cameras. Cut the cameras. Cut the cameras. Such a good job as Batman. Such a good job. Oh, my God. And Zoe's heels. I love Oh, her heels are gorgeous. They're so... Please. Everything also, about Catwoman just has me. Her nails. I really, really. I've been into like getting my nails done. I don't have anything done right now. Zoom in if you want to. They're ugly. <laughs> but basically, her nails that she had, like when she had her, like they're like Were white they, like, tan, and kind of yeah. clear. Like I don't know, tan. Like they blend in, whatever. But when she had them up against Batman's like chest, where it was like just all black and like they really stuck out. I'm like, those are really cute nails. Like, can I want some? Because she's Catwoman, so I guess she's having like cat-like nails. Claws. Yeah. Diving into our very last segment of this episode, we're gonna share a song that we have been listening to recently and that we would like to recommend to you. Yes, <laughs> my song for this week is "Medieval" by Phineas from his new Optimism album. Very nice. I picked "Medieval" by Phineas. Because his lyricism, like, in that whole album, and all of his songs are really good. But in that album, it's really good. And it, like, talks about that song, I mean. And it talks about, like, when you're famous, how quick you can be to lose fame and how people try to, like, bring you down and stuff. I don't know. It's good. It's really catchy. And I love the beats and the production of his songs because I think he's, like, producer of the year for, like, different things. And he's really good. So, yeah. My song of the week is Changes by Butterfly Butcher. Boucher? butcher but it also says like common david bowie on spotify so i don't know how true that is but i really like that one why because it was included in the shrek 2 soundtrack Alrighty, i think that is the end of episode four thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us again <laughs> you're not tired yet like <laughs> Go check us out on our social medias. We have Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, YouTube, um, which is probably what you're watching it on now if you could actually see us. If not, hello, Spotify users. Hello. Um, But regardless, please make sure to go check those out. We also have our personals. Um, I think 
we'll put that in like the description yeah everything's gonna be put in the description yeah. as it normally is so you guys can just go down there and click on whatever you want to follow yeah and the username for all of them is from strangers to roomies yes so we hope to see you guys next week we wish you a happy day or night <laughs> but yeah have a great day have a great day have a great night i'm perla i'm crystal and this is from strangers, strangers to roomies, roomies.